All right, day 82. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast about the Bible. We want you to see that the Bible is more like a window than a mirror. We come yeah. to the Bible to look through it yeah. to see God, not primarily to look at it and see us. Second Kings 5, still in the thick of things. Yeah. Uh, prophets are taking center stage in this job. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And we have a very famous story, actually. Uh, most people are familiar with uh, the story, the story of Naaman uh, and him being healed. So the Bible starts off in 2 Kings 5 and says this, Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Aram, was a man important to his master, important mm-hmm. guy, highly regarded because through him the Lord had given victory to Aram. Whoa, right. messes up our theology. <laughs> right. The Lord is giving victory to Aram. Right. What is this saying? One of the big themes of the of the Old Testament especially, there is no god but yahweh right so in other words like god it works amongst other nations even at this time mm. right even though israel is his special select nation that yeah. he's going to bring all the promises to the world right through yeah he's still the god of the universe right mm. and so we have this guy naaman who is sick with leprosy and they like yo i know like one of his uh wife's servants is like man this is prophet back back in israel yeah. He, no. he that guy. Yeah, so, <laughs> yo, yo, but the first thing that they say is like, yo, go to the king, right? Oh, and yeah, so yeah, here's yeah. what we see. Um, the kings mm-hmm. are acknowledging their inadequacy mm. to mediate God's grace and God's blessing to his people. Yeah. So they go to the kings and remember throughout this book, it's showing the failure of the kings. It's showing that God's blessing is going to come through the prophets. So the king's going to say, yo, man, that's not us. You know, at this point in the story, we're kind of trash. So <laughs> go to the prophets. Yeah, go to the prophets. And then, so this is once again, legitimizing the prophets. Yep. And uh, this important man. Important dude, yeah. Is thrown into a rage. He's hot because, first of all, the prophet won't even meet with him, but sends somebody else to meet him. Yeah, go highlight him. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Tell him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah man, I got him wash. Time. Yeah, 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 yeah. To go wash in the Jordan. Jordan, yeah. And he's mad because he's like, "I'm important. Mm. I'm better than this, right?" Yep. And anger. What that does. Your anger reveals your heart. Yep. What you get angry about reveals what you value. Mm-hmm. And look at this right here. Naaman didn't value his wholeness mm-hmm. as much as he valued his importance. That's good, bro. And when you value your importance more than you more than your wholeness, all that it does is it reveals the depths of your brokenness. Yeah. When you value your importance more than your wholeness, it shows just how broken you really are. Mm. And so people saw on the outside that he was falling apart. Yeah. But his anger shows, no, 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 look, on the inside, he's falling apart. Yeah. And this just dawned on me. I think uh, there's so much to learn here and on so many levels. Yeah. I think this is one of the major, like, Gentile conversions in the Old Testament. Right. You think of Rahab. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and this one, um, and there's others, but... This one is is big too because one he has leprosy right right and in Leviticus thirteen and fourteen God tells them how to deal with leprosy right you can't really come near him and touch him because right. it's contagious yeah. I think partially that's why Elisha's like all right just tell him to wash yeah right seven times symbolic number we have all of these things going on but the other thing that hit on the importance bro he pulls up with all these chariots 
and all this money. I mean, he got mad bread, yeah. all these stacks. And it's like, yo, like, again, I think God is showing, you cannot buy my blessing. Right. Like, I don't care if it's you- It's not for sale. I don't care if you're a billion. Like, you just can't buy. It's not for sale, right? right? It's um given, right? Yeah. By God's grace and by faith. And so, he goes in to tell him, he goes and tells him to wash. And he says, yo, I know there's no God in the world except the God of Israel, mm. right? And it's like, yo, all throughout this book, it's been showing like, yo, this contrast between the idols and Yahweh. Yeah. And we have a foreigner who didn't grow up hearing the Torah read to right. him, who didn't know, who don't know Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob yeah. like that, right? But he himself, as a foreigner, as someone who is outside of the covenant community, yeah. comes and gets saved, right? Yeah. And by doing that, God brings glory to himself. And then, and then it's so crazy too. It's just like, God is like, yo, just wash. It's not even something miraculous. Right. And we just see God doing the extraordinary through ordinary through means. Through ordinary means. Repent and believe. Yeah. Right? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, how simple is it? In the, yeah. yeah. But humility is the only path to yep. wholeness. Yep. If you value your importance and worth, you're never going to wash in the Jordan River. If you value your importance and worth, you're never going to humble yourself and repent. But humility in this story is shown as the pathway to wholeness and yeah and yeah. greed is a pathway to the grave oh, greed yeah, leads to the grave yeah he no no it's it. just nope. a um so what we have is this outsider who becomes this insider you've seen the same thing i saw this reversal yeah this reversal. and then this insider who's basically trading his wholeness for importance for wealth for bro what what bro, bro. like it's so, again, guys, like God is so ironic. He reverses things. He does things in ways that are beyond our comprehension right. and in unlikely ways. We get to the gospels. It's the same thing. Right. Jesus is going to declare, and I actually heard you say this, bro. Yeah. The insiders are out and outsiders That's are right. in. Yeah. Right. So yeah. like the Pharisees and all these guys who think they're in God's community, who are Jewish mm. by birthright, are really out. And then the foreigners, the Roman centurions, the uh, the widows, like all of these people are in. Yeah. And it seems like they're out, yeah, right? Yeah. And you just see God just, yeah, ironically yeah. doing his work, man. Uh, yeah. That's wild. And so his greed leads him to the grave. And we see a reversal in five. But we also see a reversal in six, yep. right? Remember what we said last time. Uh, we are never underdogs, right? Mm. We may seem like it, or it may seem like it, but yeah. that's not the case. And we have this story. And chapter six, I summed up like this. Um this guy is scared. He has real fear, mm -hmm. but he's fearful, not because of insufficient soldiers. He's fearful because of impaired sight. Yep. The servant thought that his fear was because he had insufficient support in the midst of the most intimidating surroundings. And Elisha revealed like, yo, your fear was really just because you don't see all of what God's trying to do yeah you don't really see it yep and so you know like the prayer for us is not god i pray that you would act mm -hmm. the prayer for us today is god give me eyes to see give me eyes to see bro. god help me to see what you're really doing yes. in the world that if i really saw what how you were at work I wouldn't fear. I would have the courage of yeah. the Joshua's and Elijah's and Elisha's and David's and the Jesus's yes. and the Peter's post the resurrection, post -resurrection. and the Paul's. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. And on and on and on. It's God, give me eyes 
yeah to to see i love that man god has to open our eyes and illuminate our minds for us to see reality yeah all right and that's and it works that way like in salvation for sure yeah but just like in the everyday uh affairs of life man like yeah. a lot of times we are anxious we are fearful we are afraid not because of what we do see but because of what we can't see can't see yeah yep. and so um that's a good word bro yeah uh, in that regard for sure yeah man and does the there's just so much uh the story ends with the deliverance that god works out yeah he brings the enemy into their land yeah they're like done for and they basically kill him with kindness yo god's mm. like yo feed them send them back to their land mm-hmm. and they go back and it says they never attack them again and so it's it's just crazy how god puts an end to hostility and enemies yeah um he does it through the most unlikely means that's what i was going to say too like the irony is that they uh you know are protected in this text from malicious work and it's like a prophet comes up with not just the word but the military strategy <laughs> right right to defeat israel's enemies not the kings right yeah. who were the commanders militarily like david's and things like that yeah. and uh yeah just the irony there but i think man that this text especially is just trying to remind us that as christians as believers man we have to believe god's word mm-hmm. hope in god's provision mm-hmm. 